Vlogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to just use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. So this is the vlogcast for the draft, the final episode of the 2016 season. The oh, I forgot what I am. The emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns. I forgot who I am. Identity crisis. Um, <laughs> Don't even know who I am anymore. Wait, 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 wait! Who do I support? It's not Richmond, is it? No. So we've heard some voices already. So we have the flower farmer AFL photos, photographer from the Elizabeth Street Seven Eleven. Dan Who pissed on pavers. Pissed on paver, uh, paver pisser. This, this, this is the Bay Thirteen one. This isn't a Terror Squad podcast. Yeah, we still have Bay Thirteen. Yes, this is the vlogcast. This, this is the one where you respect the ex mainboard mods. <laughs> unless, unless they're forward press. <laughs> That didn't last long. <laughs> no, it did not. That was Dan. We have Mr. Moral Victory and the keeper of the off-season ladder, Cookson. Hello. We have Collingwood's 2016 leading goal kicker, Morgan Ashley. Live from Terra Squad headquarters. And to wrap us up, we have our... Our Eskimo brother. Eskimo, yeah, our Eskimo brother. Well, he hasn't left yet, has he? Our Saskatchewan Rough Rider. <laughs> Now Mountie. He's a boot to leave. Penal. A boot. Ah, I'm the number one fan of Mitchell Lewis. Let's begin with Gooey We're pretty broad here. You know, a lot of things have happened over the last month, but Gooey and Tears, he probably less in the trade period, so go nuts, whatever you want. Well, suppose I've got both. Go ahead. You can be teach this week. The Tears for the, well, the Brazilian soccer team, you lost all their players, which was quite sad. Wow, that's like actual Tears. Morgan, what happened? <laughs> I don't think Gollum is playing for fuck's sake. Where's Where's MH370, Morgan? Oh my god! Too soon, Dan. Too soon. Way too soon. And we are all horrible people for laughing at that. Cookie, can we get you goo? And hopefully, Dan doesn't ruin it with another off-color remark. That's PlayStation. Good games. Better than being an Xbox. Stupid douche. Crash Bandicoot's coming back. Get hype. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I loved Crash Bandicoot. I still don't have a PS4 yet, but... What's wrong with you? Well, because I would have only got it in the first place. You're, you're still watching v- the VHR stuff too, are you? <laughs> Sending stuff by fax? Yeah, well, yes, to Gordon Gray on that conference call once. Remember? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs>
Rape used to send faxes to. <laughs> <laughs> but back to that, Dan. I never got a PS4 because I didn't see the need. Like you're happy with with Frogger and um, Base Invaders. I, I, I still playing GTA Tetris. Online before the PS4 came out, so I didn't need that. So I still have the PS3 games. I don't play them as much. But then, say Red Dead Two will come out, and that that's probably when I. They probably stopped releasing games on PS3. No, they actually. Did, didn't they keep like yeah, they kept PS2 going up to like FIFA 14 and stuff like that? P- PS2 served as PS2 shut down this year, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they kept putting games out for it forever. Oh, I know what you're doing. You're just doing a pants call. You're waiting for the Christmas price Christmas drop. Price drop. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? Like he's given us some nice goo and some sad tears and very sad. That, that, yeah. Thank you, Dan. You're so sincere. Who wants to go next? I've got goo then for uh, Victor Moses, who is uh, turning out to be the best player in the Premier League this season after being in the wilderness completely for a couple of years. And I'm just loving the way he's going about it this year. He's Thanks, scoring goals. He's making assists happen. He's just doing everything. He's, saving he's so people. high energy. So he's high just, energy. He's just great. He's been so great to great to watch. And you know, it was a great battle of uh, Moses versus Jesus uh, last night with uh, Chelsea taking on Manchester City and their player Jesus Navas. And uh, Moses came out on top, so uh, great work. You can name your child Jesus in Australia too, which is nice. But not Baron. And not Judge. Poor Judge Reinhold. I don't have Optus, so I can't watch the EPL. It's bullshit. It, it was on uh, free-to-air last night. Yeah, they have one great. game for so SBS, to, don't they? I didn't yeah. have to uh, illegal stream it for oh, once in my who, life. Who, who watches SBS these days? Dude, what? the, the I, best news reader in Australia, okay. the best news anchor news reader is... Uh, Anton Ennis. What about Lee Lin Chin? No, Lee Lin Chin is the best all-round personality on TV. She should have gone to But the best uh, pure newsreader is Anton Ennis. How many Logies has she won? The popularity uh, contest, Dan. It's not... How many moral Logies has, has she won is the question you should be asking, and the answer is about 15. About as many as St Kilda have moral premierships over the last 20 years, which Plugger actually did, and it was like 18 out of 20. <laughs> Seriously, but I heard you know popularity contest, high energy. I'm gonna go next. I have tears, and I did not join you on the last time you were on in between our last episode because I don't melt often. But I was melting over that election result. I'm really? still not. I'm still not over it, and I have tears for America. I'm still. I'm still watching the meltdown videos on YouTube. They're great. See, I, I wasn't. I wasn't that bad. I was actually just in pure disbelief you know i had post deleted on the srp board because i asked a guy in a confederate flags avatar why he's posting on big footy and not fucking his sister <laughs> you know, I, was, I was sort of pissed off. <laughs> um, but i was melting about that do you despise the donald do you he's so unqualified but and i don't like hillary either i don't think she was a good candidate but my god that guy this is what happens when you have people that are upset with the establishment this is what happens when okay. you have <laughs> terrorism and shit like that and people who just love a train wreck and i know when you put all this just... together you get this sort of result but it's like it's it's screaming out like it's like you're stuck in the middle of the ocean and you're screaming out for help. Someone chucks you a fucking banana and you think that's good. It's not. This is not going to help. You're fucking stupid. Yes, I'm still going to eat the banana good. though. 
Yeah, but you can eat the banana, but you're still stuck in the fucking ocean. Yeah. Well, the alternative is that they were going to be drowned faster. But but the no. al- the alternative was somebody who's once had a boat. You, you could turn into Banana Man and fly away. <laughs> exactly. Like it would have been more of the same, but then you. Well, it's... more of the same. They're already fucking drowning. The same as drowning faster. At least, I, the, ba- at least, like, the, at least get- the banana is a fucking funny, funny. <laughs> that distraction. would have been treading water until the lifeboat comes later. Not the fucking, not the banana. No, at, at least, the, at least with Trump, they get to have some fun before they die. <laughs> okay, well, if okay, that's that's a perfectly acceptable philosophy, and I think we should probably leave it there. That is exactly why they did this. There's a hundred minutes of you guys going on about this, but I didn't really want that to be my real tears because my real tears are for South Australians. Uh, <laughs> for their driving, or no? For the fact they can't play football. <laughs> we'll come to that. No, Jump. the Adelaide Oval crowd who thought it would be really funny to give the Bronx to Matt Renshaw in the second innings of the cricket when we have been so shit with dickheads who threw their wickets away for, I can't remember the last time we had a secure opener at the top of the order. Actually, it was Chris Rogers. wasn't that long ago. But just these guys all of a sudden... Ed Cowan. <laughs> we're not collapsing for once, and these guys give the Bronx cheers to a guy who doesn't get out. Fucking They're rest. a bit weird. Yes, it's just like, you've got to be kidding me, right? He's exactly what we need. You don't Bronx See, cheers that. Obviously, they're just not test cricket people. They're suckers who've been dragged in by the hype and the fucking the pink ball and the nighttime cricket. What and we needed was somebody to dig in and he did exactly that exactly. and they were too stupid to appreciate it. These were Port Adelaide supporters who bring in excess scarves to game <laughs> and Crows supporters who knit at the game. That's what this <laughs> was. But yes, that's enough of my tears. Can we go back to the Trump thing? Are you genuinely upset over this? Yeah, I, I am, but at the same time, I appreciate, I appreciate Penal's point that, yeah, maybe they were going down anyway and Trump will just make it funny and quicker. What, why are you upset, though? Because he's a banana, or he's more... I know that, orange, everyone but... knows that. It's not going to really change how you go about your day-to-day things, is it? I mean... Well, it will have an impact here, not going full SRP. How? Well, he's going to basically withdraw from the... Um, which treaty? Are you Muslim? <laughs> the free trade thing. Yeah, the, the free trade the agreement. Trade. Yeah, the starters. Anyone who doesn't think that this affects us has a very narrow... Yes, he, and he's just thought. unstable enough to, you know, actually, like... I'm talking about your day-to-day. Really day. big war. I mean, it's not really going to change all that. My, day to, my day-to-day life is affected by a war if it happens. Yes, exactly, and fuck But all. a war isn't going to happen. I mean, he's just a, a, a moron that's just going to do an, a very average job. You know what? I'm sure people once said the Japanese are never going to bomb Pearl Harbor. Oh, that's a bit extreme. You can't. <laughs> Hit- that Hitler's to- never sure. going to invade Poland. Oh yeah, Hitler no. just said it was lunch. He's never going to invade or gas us. No. <laughs> Come on. I'm- he was gathering all those Jews together because he wanted to feed them. If a World War Three happens, yes, then you have some concerns. But right okay, about no, I think that's right. He was. He was. He wanted to feed them. That's why he built a giant oven. He wanted to feed them to his pet hounds. <laughs> it's like a really screwed up version. Technically, if war happens, like World War Three, Obama can remain in power. So really? Yeah. Apparently, it's some bullshit law saying if war happens, Obama remains in power. Is it, yeah, is it like, even, even if there's enough enough civil unrest, he can declare martial law and suspend. 
all power indefinitely. Is that in the because con- that would re- that would really make them happy in America? It would go over well with the Trump supporters, <laughs> but you know, if it got bad enough, it's nothing stopping him. Yeah, we just need China to pretend to be like aggressive. Say we have World War Three for four years. Well, hopefully they'll like our football enough that they don't bomb us. <laughs> oh, that, that bomb Adelaide, but... Well, we're sending, we're sending Gold Coast up there. I wouldn't hold out any hope for survival. <laughs> Let's move on to Morgs or Dan. Oh, goo. I've got goo for father-sons. I was overjoyed on draft night when we scored ourselves another brown and another day cost, and it was Did very Did North make you have oh, Yeah, I, I had a bit of a melt over that. <laughs> and, and I started abusing an else family. And, and the are they, are they all North supporters? Yeah, they're all North supporters. Like, his extended family as well. They're all North supporters. And so, like, the next day at a family function, I probably shouldn't have been yelling at him, but bad luck. <laughs> I, I blame them all. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. So, what did you feel he was worth? No, no. I just thought... I, I don't like the bidding on father-son shit. I don't, I don't know what system would work better, but I don't like the fact that other teams can bid on them. Like, okay, so you would feel maybe a bigger discount was in order? Yes. So that you weren't but, but paying I have, as I, much? Yeah, Why don't you go and fucking support GWS or Sydney if you just want handouts all the time? Well, I'm not asking it for just my team. I think that everybody's father-sons should... Well, have... should father-son draftees not be in the draft and they should just be no, recruited? No, no, it has to be fair. Well, no. But it's all... It is just, fair. It's all luck, isn't it? It, I mean, it has yeah. to be fair. Geelong won three premierships they didn't deserve on the back of father-son dodgy picks. Tom Hawkins ended up being a fat shit, but fun. he was a highly rated junior, and they took him with a third rounder, allowed him but to draft. It's, it's all luck. The first. I mean, it, that's where they won it. You know what, Penal? I'm sorry that you didn't get your father-son, but it's not my fucking problem. So don't be angry. She's sorry that all your players are 48 percenters. Hey, no, we 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 you got Mitchell no, Lewis, and that's as good as two father sons. I'm sorry that your players were too busy fucking each other to make children, and I'm sorry that only fucking North players make girls, and that's why I fucking call the turn and St Kilda too. Of them. Except St Kilda's illegitimate. Yeah, well, St Kilda don't want to put their fucking names on a birth certificate, so that therefore they don't get any father sons. You know what? We shouldn't be penalised because we've had as many father sons in fucking one draft as St Kilda have had ever. That's not our fault. Is that true? We've only had two. Wow. Sirenowski and Rice. It's okay. Brett Voss's son's good. He will save us. He'll be a Brownlow medalist. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what the what a better system would be. I just don't. I don't like it. Like it was funny when Essendon bit on Silvani because lol. But no, I don't like it. It left a sour taste in my mouth, and I got angry at North. But was Dacos overrated? I think that they pretty much went where we thought they'd go. Like, I think Brown was probably, yeah, late second rounder, third rounder, and, yeah. I don't think that our draft strategy was too hampered by the fact that other people bid on them. So what are you complaining about? You got fair value for them, then. No, I don't. I don't like the bidding system. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, yeah, that's how I'm allowed it. I was having goo. It wasn't tears. I just didn't like that they were bid on. But you got them in anyway. You got them in the end, and it's not like someone made you pay through the nose for them. I can still complain. I know, but I'm just not sure why. What for? No, this, I wasn't. This is, this is sounding awfully like the complaining of the fixture every year, in which Collingwood oh. plays <laughs> Melbourne, oh. like 17 out of 22 games. <laughs> there's there's something wrong with that. Dan, you make it sound like I'm unreasonable and hard to please. I think he's just pissed off because you're blaming North. <laughs> hey, remember when uh, West Coast trolled North and made them pay, like, pick five for Luke McDonald? 
Oh yeah, God. it wasn't that high, was it? It was like pick. It was pick eight, seven or eight. Pick yeah. eight. And if he did the eight. draft again, he'd be worse than Tom Boyd. Apparently, didn't you see that? Triple M rated Tom Boyd better than what's his name, Merritt, the good Merritt, Zach Jackson, Merritt. the good yeah. Merritt. Um, yeah, Zach Merritt. being ahead of uh, McDonald is fair enough, but, yeah. uh, but I wouldn't yeah. have him ahead of Merritt. No, well, you'd barely have him ahead of McDonald if you did. Mm, recency bias, so I probably. It's, it's but... still, it's still no only way, a month though. of football. No, really. there's no way you have him ahead of fucking McDonald. He's a yeah, good it's, footballer. It's one month of football that we, you're judging Boyd on. No one's ever called into question whether McDonald was worth it. Maybe because they don't care enough. But... He's been dropped a bit in the last year or so, though. He's played a bit of twos footy. No, if you were to judge it, if you were to judge it now, but he's you would say. You would say that North has paid overs for, for Luke yes. McDonald. You would not draft him in the top 10 again, at this At this stage. No, but I wouldn't say he's been worse than Tom Boyd on No, absolutely board. not. Like, that's taken the Tom no. Boyd hysteria a little bit too far. Tom Boyd has been fucking with everybody and just decided to play a good game in the grand final <laughs> and arguably should have been the North Smith medalist. Tom Boyd basically pocketed his million dollars and didn't give a fuck and then realised, hey, a million dollars is great, but a premiership would be awesome too. I'm, I might turn up today. <laughs> I might give a shit today. <laughs> because he's never played anything like that in any other game. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. The best two games of his career were the prelim and the grand final. In fairness, how many well, goals it... did Morton kick in fucking any game before that grand final he played in? Probably not many, but he didn't. He only had he only had like three kicks in that game. Just two were goals. And the be- the best two games Sean Makers has played in his career were the prelim and grand final last year as well. So it's 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 the it's the it's the tale of the spud Thompson. forwards. <laughs> All the spud forwards come to play on grand final day. Yeah. And the but, good forwards go missing. But you're still a little bit ahead on Father Sons, by the way, Morgs, because Travis Cloak was way under. Oh, we had to draft two duds to get him. Well, <laughs> take that into consideration. You silly fuck. Hey, you got at least you got to send one to Carlton where he got kicked. Cam- Cameron was a dud. Jason was all right. Where he got kicked by his own player. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's just go touch on that. Jason was ruined by Nick Malthouse. He wasn't too bad. He was a trier. Yeah, he was a trier. Cameron Cloak was meant to be a really highly rated junior as well. He just was not good enough when he got to the level. No. some And, and you get that. Some just don't yeah. develop. You, like, it's you know, hit and miss. You can't... It wasn't the Shaw that never played a game meant to be the best of the three? Brayden? Yeah. He There's a third one? Jesus. There was a third one. They drafted There's a third two in one, one. Yeah. Um, oh. He He would have been yeah, traded. Was, he would yeah, anyway. It's, it's what they do. Brayden was Tony's son, not Rafe. But apparently, or as they say, the, the second day costs and the second Brown are better than the first. So As they always say with these ones. As, like, yeah, they, they always are. The, yeah, but then again, you know, the third Salwood was better. The third Clark was better. Well, Morris Rioli's got a son who's like 13 and there's already a thread on the Richmond board. <laughs> I, I shit you not. I'm a 13-year-old I'm with you. We set up our own academy for these kids. So we, we set up Peter Peter Dacos Academy so that all these father-sons that we've got that are 10, 11, 12, so that we can develop them and not have to worry about them fucking playing Auskick with fucking moms. Yeah. <laughs> There's merit to this theory, though. I think the uh, the third Langford is meant to be uh, the best. He's, <laughs> he's just due to be drafted either 17 or 18. 
And the only oh, reason we've actually kept Will on the list is so that we can draft the next one, who's meant to be actually good. A bit it like the, uh, bit like the Jason Cloak theory. Not that they're father sons, but all the Motvops ended up fat. <laughs> <laughs> also, which one of seven Justin Peckett's kids will be a good footballer then? Is he's the only one who had sons? He's got. I think he's got six kids. Uh, six sons and one girl. It's funny what got mentioned about how North and St Kilda only had daughters, because you didn't get a women's team. <laughs> you know, yeah, literally could have that could have had it. been bought into the women's league. Really good literally, ruck and forward Only setup. one game Scary. criteria yeah. as well. Only a one game criteria to get them. And yet you just don't have the teams. The side. <laughs> Fucking forward line full of... Actually, no, that's another thing. How there's going to be mother-sons for the women's teams, that shouldn't happen. That's a bit dodgy, I find. Bullshit. If Mo Hope has kids, I fucking want them. <laughs> that's, no, that's yeah. not fair, because only some of you all have women's teams, and uh, there's... Yes, then again, there, and then we're decreased again by the fact that some there, of them aren't there's fucking no, men. There's no, there's no gay FL for Hawthorne <laughs> to get their father adoptive sons from, so... It's unfair. Not to be stereotypical, but in women's sport, uh-huh. if we're going yeah, off the Australian cricket team model, there might not be too many. Uh-huh. There won't be. Or maybe, no. maybe we can like get their little Asian babies that they adopt. <laughs> Peter Bell. <laughs> <laughs> or Heretia. Yeah. Oh, Heretia. <laughs> Please, let's not stop. I'm sure the, uh, the clubs are all lining up to be able to draft the next Heretia. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have anything else on the father-sons? No. No, but I, I, I like the touch that Darcy Moore walked in like five seconds after See, Kellen Brown was drafted, like he was just waiting out the front. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to bring this up, Dan, but when, when Morgs was talking about having goo for father-sons, I, I assumed she was going to be talking about the uh, survivor family visits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, when Zeke's dad came out, it really got to me. Fucking Jesus. Dan, you're the only one left. Oh, well, this sort of depends whether you hate the guy or you like him. But So, James Brakesaw has uh, lost his um, his gig at the footy show. And did he depart- lose it or did he walk? I thought he walked. Well, yeah, I don't know. Sure, I mean, Surely you don't willfully replace James Brakesaw with Craig Hutchison. I don't think it's a coincidence that he was dumped from the Channel 9 cricket commentary team and now he's no longer... That's going to be hosting the AFL footy show now. He's no longer an, an employee at Channel 9. Didn't he want the Friday night job? Yeah, I heard he was looking at commentary options on a network with football. That might be Foxtel, maybe maybe 7, who knows. He's no longer president now, so he has more time on his hands to do that sort of thing. Hey, so hey. he'd be... He could be at Centrelink next week. He ain't got a fucking job. Well, he's been president of North, so he knows how to extract the money. The so he knows what it's like to live on welfare. So, yeah, you can interpret that as goo or, or tears, depending <laughs> yeah, on... Yeah, I was about to ask, what, what, what is that? I don't know. It's just... Are you upset that he's no longer doing the footy show? I'm, you watch the I'm, footy in, show? I'm indifferent. I don't really watch the footy show. I don't mind his comment. He's actually a pretty good commentator, I think. I, I don't mind him as a commentator, but he was really bad on the cricket. Yeah, the... the um. No, the, the commentary he does on radio is pretty good for football. Yeah. Oh, the, what, there was one he did for Triple M when Saharakis kicked the winning goal in the Antarctic match years ago. It was 
pretty good. So yeah, I mean, I'm indifferent, really. I don't really care that he's. Maybe we should ask Sue. She's a big Brayshaw fan. But <laughs> yeah, if that's your tears, then that's okay. We can go on because even though there's some. Oh, I'm crying. Gua yeah. tears has taken like over half an hour, and I'm I'm still surprised you wailed about the whole Trump getting up in the election. Well, because the Trump thing's fucking shit, Dan. But yeah, it is shit. But I mean, you you got to put things in perspective. It's not going to really impact. As Morg said, if he starts a war, it impacts everybody. Yeah, but that's that's sensationalising things and overreacting. I mean, he's not going to start a war. I mean, that's silly. Come on. Do you know that? In this in this day and age, uh, he's a moron. He's, granted, and he, he's, and he shouldn't he's be doing. Sur- He's surrounding himself with the smartest advisors and the best politicians like Sarah Palin. Yeah, because her foreign policy was that she could see Russia from her house. So they're safe, because she's looking out the window and she can see Russia. Yeah. How can they go wrong? She's waving a flag to Vlad out the window. She's all good. (laughs) Dumb fuck. He shouldn't have gone past the primaries. He shouldn't have been in a two-horse race. He's not qualified. I would do a terrible job as being president, but I'd be better qualified to do it than Trump. So then why are you surprised by the fact I have tears over that? Well, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm not crying. I don't really care. It's not going to affect me. I mean, it, it, nothing ch- really changed for me prior to the election, and nothing's really changed now. Nothing will really change in six months' time, a year, eight years if they re- Oh, my God, imagine if they re-elect him in four years' time. <laughs> Kanye is going to win in 2020, man. Oh, I don't know about that now. Hey, anything's possible. What what do you mean you don't know about that now? Trump can be president. Well, well, we we spoke about, obviously, Obama uh, installing martial law. Like, what are the odds that Trump does that if he he comes up for re-election? If Trump can be president, then a guy like Forward Press could be president. Kanye can't be possible. president because he's been hospitalised. Let's what? leave it what? at this, guys. Let's leave it at this. Trump Exhausted. is more qualified to be president than Forward Press was qualified to be mainboard moderator, but Forward Press got in anyway, so why are you surprised? <laughs> Sorry, what's, what's Kanye got wrong with him? He was in hospital for a week with exhaustion. <laughs> he walked out on a concert after ranting at them for 45 minutes and not singing a song, and then he got <laughs> hospitalised with exhaustion. Being a, a, a racist, sexist bigot and grabbing chicks by the pussy is, is okay, and you can go straight ahead for, for the presidential role. We're going off. about Kanye now. Yeah, and, and now how, 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 how does, how does, living together. How, how does being in a hospital not allow you to, to run for... He's well, not he's... mentally stable. What And Trump is? Trump's not what? stable. Hey, you were the one that was fucking advocating yeah, him before really you did I'm not advocating. Then, then I'm not you brought ad- the election listen, up again. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not advocating this guy for being president. I'm just surprised that you guys are wailing about it, like it's going to affect you guys in some way. It's it's not. Nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be a wall. No. There's not even going to be a wall. He's not going to build the wall. Oh, good. Well, well we know he's not going to build the wall. If, if that was all he was going to do, then it probably wouldn't matter. You guys are sensationalising things. It, it's You're blowing it out of proportion. It's Nothing bad is going to happen. I forgot, I forgot this was a rational podcast where only real things are talked about. Why are we talking about this? Starburns instigated this by wailing about the Trump election. Yeah, and I think I'm going to have to get rid of it all. Especially that Ford Press part. Oh, so it's the only good part of this whole discussion. I did buy a Yeezy for President t-shirt, so I'm not sure how that's going to go down now. You, you, you and Balls can go down the street and yell out, Not my president. Not my president. <laughs> not my president. Did Trump loves 
Hey, Mark Trump's hate. Did anyone see that? Just another thing on Kanye that apparently he nominated the person he wants to play him in his own biopic because Kanye assumes someone's going to make a biopic about him. Did anybody see who he nominated? No. no. Who do you think he is, Brendan Goddard? <laughs> who did he okay. nominate? Do you want to have a guess? I want you. To, I want you all to guess. Uh, the end. Chris Rock. And he must Denzel have been Washington. taking the piss when he said it. Morgan Freeman. Liam Neeson. It has to be Morgan Freeman. Liam Neeson's closer than anybody else has got. Oh, oh, no. Robert Downey Jr. That's from Dropping Thunder. You've got. <laughs> oh, uh, Daniel Day. Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, wow. What is is Will Ferrell allowed to go blackface to do like? Sure. How does that work? Is this going to be like the Bob Dylan movie where the little black kid played young Dylan, like Kate Blanchett played Dylan? Is that well? If you can have a movie like White Chicks, then sure. Well, why not? Reverse Wayans. Yeah. Okay. Blackface will get you in trouble, though. You can't take it to book week. Uh, hey, Seth Rogen and um, that other dude did the interview with that Korean motherfucker. What's his name? Dapper Jong. Yeah. I think we should move on to the draft. Where do we want to begin with the draft? Uh, pick 72 or whatever it was. Yes, let's begin with pick 72. Pass. He's probably going to be, he will be the most... Pubs were passing it by that stage. <laughs> No, Mitchell Lewis is probably... This is your only draft where, that, where pick 70-odd is more talked about than pick one. Does anyone even remember what pick one's name was? I don't. All I know, it, was, it wasn't luggage or whatever his name was. No, no, he went current... to Brisbane in another classic dose of irony. Andrew McGrath went first. See, fucking generic, boring-ass name. No wonder no one remembers him. He's most him. famous penal for being from where he's you're a, going. like him. He's a Canuck. He's a Sid. He's from Canada. He's your friend, buddy. Yeah, he's not your buddy, guy. He's not your guy, friend. He's Canadian, eh? <laughs> he enjoys How hockey. How do you feel about that, Peter? He, he queefed with excitement when he got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> if he was Mexican, that would be better, because then he'd know what's on the jars they give him or that they inject him from. But unfortunately, he's Canadian, so they, they speak French. So I guess Herb would have been a nice coach for him. But pick 72, yeah, that's a really interesting point. This would be the first time ever that the most talk about pick didn't come in the first round which is unique because that's not the only thing that didn't happen in the first round it's just another example of uh hawthorne just dominating the afl again even when all the odds are stacked against us our first pick is pick 70 odd and yet we still managed to win draft night by having uh everyone talk about us just trolling the competition again. Hashtag head fucked. You're starting to sound like smashing it. You head fucked your supporter base with that one. <laughs> like you've been doing all trade period. They certainly head fucked me in the trade period and then they uh, head fucked everyone else to go with it on draft night. But seriously, I mean, I mean, look at this guy's CV. Like, he is going to play 800 games, win <laughs> eight premierships. Uh, he will be your downfall. <laughs> Six best and fairest, and uh, a Brownlow. We can say that one now. Like, And let's not forget, the whole is meant to be greater than the sum of its parts, so that's just a conservative uh, underestimation. Like, he could win 12 premierships. You're a wanker, uh, penal. I don't think he's so penal. But... No, I mean, if you, if you look at the statistics, he's Mitchell plus Lewis. Even the number on his jumper says so. Five plus three, 53. He'll have as many games and premierships as those two guys put together. Right. I'm just going to make a request that North Melbourne, that all the players change their last names to Ablett or Fife. Carey. Or Carey. 
and uh, and that'll solve everything. We'll have Brownlows, we'll have we'll have premierships. premierships. We'll be untouchable for the next fifty years. No, I mean you you can't try and game the system like that. I mean, yes. well, you are all running with this bullshit about. So why could no one else draft me? Why did it have to be? Well, you? this this is prophets prophecy. This is the work <laughs> of gods. Like tide goes in, tide goes out. You can't explain <laughs> that. <laughs> You can't explain that. It's some sort of higher power signalling that Hawthorne are the chosen ones. So the higher power meant to fuck you in the arse during the trade period. Is that what you're saying? God works in mysterious ways. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord giveth and the Lord takes away. It's part of some elaborate grand scheme, which obviously involved the trade period and And then involved a much more pleasing draft night. It's not going to matter, Penal, because Trump's going to kill us all before Mitchell Lewis can come good. And you're going to be right in the middle of the action. And you guys will get to say, I told you so, Dan. I told you this was going to happen. Some great last words. If Palin's taught me anything, it's at least I can uh, swim to Russia and seek safety. That one will be a bit chilly, Penal. Like I said, at least the last couple of years will have been funny then. At least you died laughing. But yeah, it was the first time the first round wasn't the most talked about, and no South Australians in the first round. I thought no South Australians got drafted at all. No, no Tasmanians at all. Oh. I think no South Australians in the top part, was it? Or top 50? What was what was the deal? There were South Australians. We Not draft, in the Richmond top drafted 30. one at about pick 50. Yeah, top 30, I think, had zero. And yeah, um. no, no Tasmanians in the whole draft, which, can I say, <laughs> was an absolute disgrace. No South Australians, you know, because no one wanted Jarman, it seems. Or Jaunty Sharonberg. Yeah, the fact that he only made it on the rookie list at Adelaide, does that pretty much tell you that he only got into the draft because of his name? They're probably afraid he's going to up as bad as <laughs> He might have a Hawkins oh. problem or something. Geelong can carry the Hawkins thing because he can actually play. He's a really good forward, whereas Jarman is just... Well, Jarman could be Motlop. Oh, well, that's not worth it then, is it? No, exactly. Okay. But discuss Mitchell Lewis. Do we want to touch on McCluggage? Oh, uh, God, that was Weight funny. of the world on his shoulders, that guy. Sure, he slipped to three, which no one expected, but that Ainsworth guy who went at four basically said, please draft me, Brisbane, and Brisbane said no. no. Rather take the risk. Yeah, if McCluggage leaves... That's bad choice. Where's he from? Victoria. Oh, dear. It's just like, you fucking idiots, you had one who's from Victoria who said, sure, I will play anywhere. I want to be a footballer. I don't care where I go. I will make it work regardless. This guy's not going to be like Jonathan Brown. This is, he's going to want to... Come home and like exactly like for a guy who went one pick later, you're going to take a risk on someone who maybe he made the same commitment to them. We don't know that, but it's just like the other one clearly did. If McCluggage leaves, Brisbane are going to look stupid. And now he's at the Gold Coast, so he won't. You need him and McStay to to go. McStay and McCluggage living together would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. McStay and McCluggage go Brisbane and McFuck. Like considering what happened, you would really want him to stay. You'd want all your recruits to stay. I mean, you want all of them to stay, but really, if you've got one who is pretty highly rated and basically has publicly said he wants to play for you, you draft him. Yeah, you'd want to be pretty confident the other guy's not going to walk on you. Yeah, Mm. if if it was anyone else, any other club, you'd just go with who you want, the guy you want. But when you've got the history they do, you've got to err on the side of caution. Exactly. Like some teams back themselves in, and that's well and good because they have a success rate, but Brisbane have a problem. Yeah, if you 
you've got a culture that you that people want to stay for, then you're right. Yeah. But they don't have that. People want to get out of there faster than they yep. wanted to get out of Hitler's oven. <laughs> or out of America after Trump won. If a They've still got uh, Tom Rockliffe at the club, so that's that destabilizing force. And who knows, he might uh, force all the draftees away, like McCluggage, force him away by making inappropriate jokes about sleeping with threes. <laughs> Not good. But that's the other thing. If you draft that Ainsworth guy who clearly wanted to be there, don't you make a culture statement as well? Presumably you've got someone there who's going to, you know, actually make whoever comes next want to stay. You might not get the best players, but you get players who will be there culturally and will be like, yep, let's turn this club around. Like they drafted Aish purely out of spite. I'd I'd say they drafted Aish purely out of stupid. Yeah, I think it was more stupid. Like at a certain point, you've got to back yourself. If you're a bit unsure, maybe draft someone and hope you can turn them around or more not trade someone and hope you can change their mind if they're still in the contract, like, say, Gibbs. But with a draftee and you've got a problem of players leaving... Yeah, take the guy who's going to stick around. Yes, we'll just take guys that are going to stay and then build from there. Yeah, exactly. Some 18-year-olds want to play football. They just want to be footballers. They will play anywhere if they get games and they play good football and their team at least looks like improving one day. Some footballers who get drafted high have known they're going to get drafted high for the last three years and have enough tickets on themselves that they believe they can basically, you know, Tom Boyd went home. James Aish left, but sort of looked at home first. Tom Scully left after two years for the Giants and money. These guys have been rated for three years. They expect to be AFL footballers. They expect to have it all their own way. If they have an entitlement to it, God, you'd you'd hope McCluggage didn't have that. Anything else we have on our draft? The Kilda drafted Sutherland from Dobson. You drafted the guy of the Dogs Reserves like 40 picks before anyone thought you would. Yeah, that was weird. I melted at that. Was that the guy that's related to Rioli? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Ben Long. We drafted a guy as a by Year, so he wouldn't have to listen to Bucks. <laughs> Great draft strategy. At least he won't be poisoned by what the other players say because he can't you, fucking you, hear So you, you actually, you had an exceptional draft. You drafted two father-sons who probably won't leave, although most of your father-sons of recent times have, eventually. But you probably keep these two for a while. They won't want to leave your club. And you drafted a guy who won't listen to Bucks. Yeah, exactly right. So we've, we've got the best of uh, the lot. Two father-sons and a guy that can't hear the poisonous things that his supporters yell at him, that his players say about the coach. Perfect. The only way these father-sons are going to leave is if some fucking Flog Richmond supporter in the crowd starts abusing them. Oh, and then he hurts their feelings. You're a cunt. What did North do, Dan? I couldn't tell you because I didn't even bother watching it. They drafted that Jai Simpkin dude, I think, North did. Um, oh, yeah, him. He's going to be who would've, He would have gone top 10, but he broke his leg. Oh, so we drafted a guy with one leg. Beautiful. Yeah. No, 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 like, to go well, with if you rehab one, him well, one and he's half got a legs. really great rehab set up. I've read about that in the David Swallow thread. Yeah, who just signed it like a two or three just, deal. Who just signed. <laughs> Finally, the people in that thread have gone, I think it's time to let go. Well, <laughs> when he actually sought out medical advice from one of the North staff, I, I thought, mm, that's odd. Yeah, that, that is a bit strange. Right? But, yeah, must have been nothing in it. So. He used you, man. Yeah, he did. Obviously, God's powers weren't helping him. No. He Actually, I'm, I'm more inclined to, to Andrew going to the Gold Coast uh, after... I think most North supporters want that. It's all of a sudden... It has turned on itself. Like, if that had happened three years ago, you guys would have melted. But now it's sort of like, please happen. He was the worst captain ever. Doesn't kick a goal. I didn't say that. I mean, No, I not... said that, and you melted for fucking two <laughs> years afterwards. <laughs> but it's the worst captain when you've got 
Trent Cochin as a captain in the bloody That's a brown low medalist, Trent Cochin, to you. That doesn't matter. You can be a good player and cheat captain. Did Adelaide draft random players that nobody actually knows about, like Tom Doty? Hey, did Tom Doty play a game this year? I don't think he did. No. Can we talk about GWS picking up random Fremantle spuds for no apparent reason? (laughs) We're going to go to the rookie draft. Next no, they, they they picked up with fifty eight in the the main draft, the national draft. Matt they could have got they could have got Mitchell Lewis at that pick. But then it wouldn't have been a prophecy. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just saying we'll we'll look back at this over the years and talk about all the players that were still available at pick fifty eight and. When- Mitchell Lewis, the great 800-game 12-time Brownlow medalist, will be one of them. How often do we look back over the years and look at all the players drafted after pick 58? All the players. Every time there's a great late pick. Yeah, but that's not all the players. That's one guy. I'm still waiting for... Dave Swan was pick 58. Liam Shields winning the Brownlow medal. No, no, no. no. The thing is, Liam Shields was prophesied by me, some random fucking no-name idiot on the internet. This fucking Mitchell Lewis thing, I mean, look at how perfect this is prophesized by the gods. The Oracle. The octopus. Yeah, let's go with that. Paul the octopus. (laughs) (laughs) They put food in the Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis one to see which type will Hawthorne draft next, and he stuck out two arms in each one and ate both the food. Is that that what we're saying? Both at once. And it said, ta-da, Mitchell Lewis. Oh, Paul has spoken. <laughs> Random Frio spuds. DeBoer, yes. Did anybody else get a second chance in the draft itself? Tendai Mzungu. Was that? He was rookie that, was, that was a rookie pick. Actually, can we, can we talk about Sauce bidding on <laughs> GWS players? <laughs> he can't recruit players out of their NAFL team. He tries to raid their academy. When Steve, no, when Steve Silvani's having like sexy time with his wife, does he make his wife dress up in a GWS Guernsey? <laughs> make her wear orange. Yeah, I reckon Joe could pull off orange. That. That woman is amazing. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Silvani's, didn't Carlton rookie uh, Alex from Fremantle? Like, if he's not driving from GWS, he's drafting people in his own family. Is that Silvani of any relation to... Yeah, like, they're granddads and brothers or some shit. Grandbrothers? They're granddads and brothers, so it's like second cousins, I think. Right. But he's crap. Like, this is a guy who couldn't get a game oh, ahead no. of Zach Dawson. No. Oh, that's, yeah, that's... that's an... So, yeah, he got another go. Drew Petrie went to West Coast, Zach. even though yeah. Sue's assured us it like, would not happen. As if Ross would ever delist him. Guy has photos. Who? Bro, Zach Dawson. How, how yes, he, well, he does have photos, playing? clearly. We've seen he them all. He gives good blowjobs. <laughs> Along with David Armitage. Oh, so I'm just looking at... Um, oh, Sorry? I didn't realise that Nightmare posted, oh, got published by ESPN. I noticed that too. That was weird. Yeah. Because I googled draft and it was like Nightmare's top 20 and I was like, why is it on ESPN? ESPN are a bit like that, though. They're pretty grassroots level with their Australian stuff. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, like, you know, low budget. So they, they go looking for the rough diamonds, I guess. The ones Maybe that... they can get lethality to talk about AFL. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. Maybe they could make their own Australian equivalent of, like, first take with trade draft. <laughs> trade draft ensues. Go. <laughs> Hey, they, they're both better than Stephen A. Oh, I, I really like, I really like ESPN, but I can't stand him yelling at me all the time. <laughs> like, uh, we go when we go to sleep, and I'll put a podcast on, and we'll listen to it like as a radio, and go to sleep. If that cunt's on, I can't sleep because he's yelling all the time. And so I'm like, please put something else on, not this shit again. Like, yeah, yelling, oh, like, I could listen to Max Kellerman, but shut up, Stephen A., you fucked up. 
Before Nightmare, we were on Petrie. Anything more on Petrie? Uh, West Coast don't have a ruckman. West Coast don't have a ruckman, so they picked up a guy who can't ruck. <laughs> He's too old. He can't run around the ground. Who was it that started the thread with his hit-out statistics? Oh, it's like it's half he... a hit-out a game. Isn't he meant to be like an assistant coach, or our Simpson wants him as an assistant coach? There's not a whole lot of oh. downside to them rooking him. I mean, low salary, experienced player, back oh, could fucking they... depth. Less of a cunt than Will Minson. Because, <laughs> you know, if you sent Will Minson to WA, you know, he'd probably come to the West Coast Halloween party dressed as Nick Nat and Blackface. Well, he'd, he'd be the fucking supporter's new cult hero. <laughs> he'd fit right in. Anything else on who's been drafted? Xavier <laughs> Richards. Oh, I, let's, say, let's segue to guys who aren't in the system then. To guys who are at Centrelink with James Brayshaw and Xavier Richards. <laughs> Xavier, well, guy... Xavier Richards is there entirely from Seriously, due to his own actions. What, what a fall from grace. Okay. This is a guy that likes the smell of his own farts. Well, before. this is the thing. We don't know the story here, but surely his agent would have cautioned him so to, much to against... be fair to be fair he did not want to live in Sydney and who could blame him but did he want to play football he said he wanted to live in Melbourne and that was more important than playing football it's like there was an okay. article that said this was I think after the trade period but before the draft period that said I don't care if I well, that's a, that's easy to say when you think playing. someone's going to give you a chance though he said living in Melbourne is more important than playing football. So, assuming he was telling the truth, I will give him credit Then there. why did he go to Sydney in the first place? And if he nominated for the draft, he could have got sent to West Horsham or Perth. No, he wanted to live with his mum because his bills were too high or some shit. Yeah, he actually he actually cited cost of living. As I, know, well. I, I, I did notice he cited cost of living. God. That'll give the... Uh... Mouth-breathing Sydney posters. Like and Andrew Pridham is going to turn Xavier Richards into a fucking martyr. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I feel sorry for him, in a sense, but at the same time... He got what he wanted. Yeah, it's just like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Be careful what you wish for. He, 100, 150k a year for two years was the rumoured contract value, and you wouldn't live in Sydney for that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, he probably thought he was worth more. Very, very strange. Do we have anything else on Richards, or any last words on Xavier Richards? Nope. Oh, suck shitty. Alright, another player who's no longer got an AFL career, Chris Yaron. Well, Pick six, curse strikes again. I hate to say I told you so, Richmond, you cunts. I guess we're not going to pay him. Do you want to go him. through the list of Richmond players that have had a better career at Richmond than, than Yaron? Dean Polo. Relton Roberts. Jared Oakley Nichols. <laughs> Didn't Tie Boy start that thread? That was like Tie Boy's best thread ever. I started that thread. Oh, I'm sorry. Tie Boy started see, another thread see about. See, Dan, you're now interchangeable with Tie Boys. Um, not. Yeah, you are. You're inter- you, you, you and Tie Boys, you're basically the same poster. Well, not some Siberian toilet cleaning. Online He's Croatian, playing. you dickhead. Croatian, what you, you insensitive, you insensitive. Did you just... just he he just did. He, I think uh, it's Siberian. Now we move on to my favourite of all the players no longer in the system, Heretia Lumumba, who, even on the way out, found a way to make a headline. 
and a dick of himself at the same time. Surely there's no way the prince is having the last <laughs> He's having a cry, I think. Is he still the on the list? Cry. Well, he's okay, he's no longer got a career because he's retired. Oh, yeah. Because apparently doctors assessing his concussion levels stopped him getting enough games at Melbourne, even though he was playing at fucking Casey anyway. Because the prince gets picked in the ones and activates his contractual clause. That's how it works, isn't it? He can go back to Brazil. On a plane? Well, and if the plane doesn't make it, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could argue he, mi- he missed the wrong plane. <laughs> you can just imagine he just wouldn't have shut up the entire time as it's going down. It's like, oh, I just, I just want to think about my family and my friends and got this idiot that's I'm, 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 I'm going to join... I'm going to join Ali now. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be reunited with Muhammad. He's like, Ali, Dad. No, but he, he would be in mourning now, wouldn't he, the prince? He'd be... For who? Still Ali? Yeah, he's mourning the Thai king. No, the, uh, the, the innocent plane crash victims. Probably. Oh, Jesus probably. Christ. He's probably fucking checked in with Kanye. <laughs> he's doing a Gary Lyon. The thinking chair will be getting a massive workout right now. He ain't got anything else to do. He's got a lot of time to think, though. I guess the concussion doctors have determined he might have trouble doing so. Not that he was ever particularly great at it anyway. Like, that's the thing. He's always acted sort of concussed. But he's not suing him in the end, is he? He actually withdrew, didn't he? It's just an attention grab. Because he hadn't been in the headlines for six weeks, so <laughs> just needed to, to come up with something. Why not go out for the bang? <laughs> he basically did a Xavier Richards. He said, I'm going to sue you, just like Xavier Richards said, I'm going to leave. And in the end, he realised nothing came of it because no one wanted Xavier Richards and all the lawyers told Harry, you can't sue for this. So both of them made big statements thinking it was all going to be good and ended up with jack shit. But at least Harry got a headline, which is what he's after. What do you think he'll do? Do you think he'll stay in the country or leave? No, he'll yeah. join a group of Tibetan monks. <laughs> He'll join ABC's Q&A. Aren't those Tibetan monks sort of not supposed to say anything? They're supposed to be like... Harry <laughs> couldn't do that. <laughs> the opposite of what... Am, am I thinking too much of the Hangover too, where they're visiting... No, no, I think you're right. No, I think the vows, monks do take a vow of silence. Yeah, well, how the hell is he supposed to do that? He can't shut up. <laughs> well, he kind of was silent for a year. Can't stop laughing last. I wonder how he feels about Castro. Oh, oh. Just uh, however many days he's spending mourning, just add another week yeah, or something. Like, ha- ha- that's what, what Harry's going to do for the rest of his life. He's going to mourn people <laughs> and be a professional mourner. Give me a funeral pressure. The Herald actually, actually mentioned it in the article of Harry Potter and quitting. They mentioned him mourning Muhammad Ali. Like, they were absolutely taking the piss when they wrote that. Oh, they so were. Like, they left the quote in there about, I'm still mourning Muhammad Ali. <laughs> oh, it's, like, yeah. it's superfluous to the article, but they put it in there. It's anyway, got nothing it's like, to do with it at all. No, but they put it in there just to remind everyone, this guy was mourning Muhammad Ali a month or so after he died. Just don't forget that. Look, we are going to miss him. The game and the entertainment side is poor for not having him. Our trollability has dropped. There's other retards. There's none quite like No, 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 no. This guy was good for something stupid three times a season. <laughs> like, and like, ridiculously said, stupid. He said form and interrupted year was due in part to his mourning of the death of Muhammad Ali. <laughs> wait, 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 look. He blamed his form on Ali's yes, death. Yes, 
Quote, I'm still mourning the passing of the great Muhammad Ali. I think that is something to note. No, Harry, it's not. <laughs> and this cunt thought he was right to play a not-at-all concussed. <laughs> that has probably been the most difficult time in this period. <laughs> what about when your ex-girlfriends turn out to be a dyke? <laughs> no, that, you know what? If you were fuzzy, you'd be pissed off because you weren't even the worst thing that happened to him. The worst thing that happened to him was a guy he never met dying. <laughs> But not, I'm not sure he wanted to meet him, him, just like he wanted to meet Obama. Such a fuckwit. Even the president's like, no. Yeah, no, he wanted to meet Obama, he didn't get to, but Mason Cox got to meet Joe Biden. If the opportunity to meet Trump comes along, would you take it? Well, would you shake his like hand? If, if you were Harry O'Brien... No, if you're you, just you. Uh, well, can you imagine Harry O'Brien meeting Trump? <laughs> Harry O would be triggered to, like, death. At the end of the day, there's never been anyone quite like him. And there might not ever be anyone quite like him ever again. So I think he's Wait, we're set talking out. Trump or Harry? Har- Harry. So okay. I think he's set. Uh, he's done what he set out to achieve. Oh God! What if Harry runs for political office? I reckon Phil Glouyus would have got more votes than Harry. Eric <laughs> Ford Press would have gotten more votes. <laughs> he, he can start his own party. You join the marijuana party. Or... So the hemp, the hemp party, or whatever. I tell you something. If he legalised that shit, he would get votes. I promise you. He would probably find a way to get people not to vote for it. I could see him teaming up with uh, Jackie Lambie, like a pro marijuana, anti ice uh, debate. You know what he could do? I know a cause he could take up. Gay marriage. Oh, well, he could he could take that one up. I, I reckon he needs to take up the cause of Maoris with Indigenous heritage. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about Dusty's dad. Oh, uh, Dusty's dad. Oh, he now, could teach Dusty's now, dad how to do a spear dance when you're not at Abbo. He knows all of it. <laughs> now, there's a noble cause if ever I saw one. Yes, exactly. Like, he could look after the oppressed drug-linked, like Harry, bikey, who can't get into the country. I think he should help Dusty's dad get into the country. He should use his political influence, because everybody just, likes Yeah, just too. call call Obama and make sure Dusty gets a... Uh, presidential pardon uh, or Ch- Shane whatever his name is what's the dad's name Shane or Sam Shane I think yeah is that a legitimate loophole that he could use potentially well you can't deport an indigenous person like that's a bit messy is he actually indigenous well he, he's saying he, he is he's, oh, yeah. he's got the <laughs> to prove it apparently signed by the aboriginal society or something See, that's all you need. All you need is to have somebody yeah. in the community accept you as being of Indigenous descent. See, I, 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 I believe Sue's more than I believe Shane Martin. <laughs> she actually said she was, didn't she? Yeah, she said her dad was, was Aboriginal. Her biological dad. Uh, I thought he was a horse. <laughs> but that's the thing. You can, if, if he's Indigenous, you cannot kick him out of the country. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Is it? You can't kick an indigenous person out of Australia. Well, but he wasn't born in Australia, though. Yeah, but all things considered, I think that's probably some rule that's, you know, it, it never probably ever has it's, to come it's up. It's probably never been tested, yeah. Yes, but bikey or not. I mean, if I decide to go back to the homeland of Ireland, for example, and tell them that I'm... <laughs> oh, like, great, another <laughs> fucking fake Irish person. I, I, they, they, jo- join us, Dan, they can't, join us. They can't kick me out. Even though I wasn't well, born in the country. And... There's no ethnic Irish. You know, you migrated there from fucking the continent. If you want to go further, you could say, no one can kick me out from Africa. Because that's, that's where we all ca- came from. If I get yeah, in if, trouble in... If you in want to go ca- back to Africa, Heretier, go. <laughs> no, but if I get in trouble in Canada, 
and they try to deport me to Australia, can I claim to be an indigenous, like, Inuit person or something? Or and Well, do you have Inuit blood? Well, I, I can produce a document saying that I do. I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem. Do you have any Inuit in you? Yeah, don't... Oh, he's had some Inuit in him. <laughs> Just don't get packed lunch to Shupiter or anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> good or never fly. Well, yeah, I guess if you've got a document, maybe maybe that's all they need. I don't know. Maybe they have a better relationship with their indigenous people, you know. They didn't kill all the indigenous people in some province they've got. They didn't kill them. They didn't take away their children. Once, once, yeah, a exactly. once a foreigner's been deported then that's it. Yeah, well, Jesus Christ, can you imagine if Dusty's dad has indigenous heritage and it traces back to the stolen generation? You just, you're, you're fucked then, even if it wasn't, Seriously, like, the PR just... nightmare's bad enough. You care a Billy, fucking hell, take whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see the hell's angels in Kira Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anything else on that? Well, you, Richmond's got an extra indigenous player now, why not Dusty? <laughs> Now he's going to... Dusty at dream time. He doesn't dance to treaty at dream time at the jam calling bullshit. Let's move on to another player who, well, he still has an AFL career, but he he might not really want one. He certainly doesn't want the captaincy where he is because God's got bigger plans for Gary Ablett. Now, God's moved Um, on to uh, Mitchell Lewis now. (laughs) Gary Ablett's no longer in his plans. Can we be serious on this? Like, he's sure as shit not disappointed with the cost of living on the Gold Coast because he's getting paid a shitload more than Xavier Richards and it ain't Sydney. Like, his yeah, family's I want to know. fucked. I'm desperate. I'm what's, desperate. He, what's his family issue? Is his dad back on the fucking junk? Is that what it is? His Maybe dad's like a bank taxes and shit. He's got like an ATO debt or something like uh, Paul Hogan. What, and Gary... Oh, well, then, then Gary Ablett could just use the Paul Hogan defense. Taxation. Tried to track him down and he, and he threatened him with a big knife. Gary <laughs> yeah, pulled out a HIV needle uh, oh, oh. And a bag of pills um, And a bible <laughs> He warded him off with a bible And some really special holy water that he used him. That's not a dead hooker This is a dead hooker She <laughs> <laughs> was a hooker She was just an innocent girl I think this has happened once before. Someone caught her a hooker. Yeah, it's been me every time. <laughs> Stop it! You're, it was awful the first time, and yet you said it again. Oh, he's persistent. That's, that's pretty much been the theme of my entire uh, involvement with this uh, podcast. But no, like, if he wants to come home and help his dad with the ATO debt, like, write him a check, Gary. You've probably got enough money. Well, he doesn't doesn't physically have to be in the state to help him. I mean, the way... Yeah, exactly. Just don't give it now. Send it direct to the ACO, not by his dad, because then it probably ends up on junk. But, you know, if if it involves going to court, Nathan won't turn up, because that comes a flake. (laughs) But he doesn't want the captaincy. He's, you know, he's playing the, I won't play football next year, probably not. And then at the end of next year, he'll probably say, can I get a trade? And... We'll see how that goes with uh, Cockbrain. Oh, and his he's wife, white knighting him on Instagram. Oh, please. That is, oh, who is he? Trent Cotchin? That is so Cotchin last year, please. We don't need it. Women, shut up. Know your role. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that's what the teacher was for. Like, if anyone talks shit about Gary Ablett. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need you, woman. 
He's, he's got an adoring admirer in the front row of the cheer squad. Fair point. Uh, nothing else on No, nah, fuck off, Gary. He's still probably in the top, what, four highest-paid players in the competition? Yeah. Yep. But we did mention Cochin before, and now it's time to cover the Brownlow medal that was re-awarded. And, well, Hawthorne are still waiting 60-odd years or whatever since they had a Brownlow medalist on their list. <laughs> but West Coast have two now. Mitchell's only the second best one. Mitchell's is more worthy than bloody criticism. I'll give you that. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? It's Shane Crawford wasn't that long ago. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Crawford. But yes, this, the Brownlow did make the Mitchell trade more disappointing, if if that was even possible. It's like... Because you, you we, do have Essendon round one too. We won't even get to celebrate that. And I think when we did the Brownlow slash election special, I even made a joke about like not being able to do a great banner out of it. Maybe Mitchell Lewis can wear a replica Brownlow on the day. You can you can celebrate that. He's the chosen one after all. I, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> but no, it's I'm surprised it happened. I'm not surprised that Job gave it back. He clearly was going to get it taken away. I'm kind of surprised that they're accepting it, to be honest. I would just give it back to Job. Well, maybe they're going to fucking... Maybe Gillen's going to send Hamish round to their house. (laughs) That's probably what he said. He said, Cotch and take the brown, though, or my brother's going to run over your dog. (laughs) Again. It was the right thing to do, though, giving them the brown, though. Yeah, fair's fair. Best and fairest, but come on, man. Mm. Couldn't have been Watson. I think if it if it if you leave it blank with an asterisk, it leaves a it does leave a taint over that year. And I think the AFL how they are, they like which was which is a good thing. They they like because whoever won the flag that year probably deserves their flag tainted. Well, that is true. That is true. But oh shit, it's Sydney. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't think that one through, did you? No. But the AFL, they don't like to operate that way. They like to have this perception of things being all clean, all neat and tidy. So they would they were never gonna leave it like as a asterisk year because they don't want to have that perception. Even though it might have been legitimate to have that, they want it to look like nothing happened. They just wanna move on. Mm. But it does in particular Mitchell round out a career that has almost everything in it. And I do like the irony that because of James Hurd, Sam Mitchell ends up as decorated a player as James Hurd. Pretty much more, though, because he's got extra flags. Oh, but he doesn't have those Anzac medals for bravery. <laughs> oh, and he doesn't have a Norm Smith either because I gave it a fat boy and Cyril. But he can't get, like, a... What's it? A Western Derby best on ground. And those are, you know, those are technically grand finals for Fremantle. <laughs> The, the Ross Glendinning medals are everything that uh, Fremantle have in their cabinet. Mm. Oh, and that five's Brownlow. Oh, that, that was not legitimate, though. Oh. But anything else on the Brownlow medal winners? I just had a look at the 2012 tallies, and it, it turns out that Dane Swan has narrowly missed out again on another Brownlow medal. Dane Swan was robbed by the alcohol ban. Any thoughts, Morgs? Oh, talk about clutching at straws. Is <laughs> Is there really that little news that we have to go back to round whatever, August 2012, to see where Swanee lost to Brownlow? Like, he gives a fuck. This story literally sounds like somebody had a brainwave on the Collingwood board and said, remember how Dane Swan got banned for alcohol in 2012? You know, someone who's a big footy poster, so they remember this shit, and go, it probably cost him the Brownlow that Mitchell and Cochin have already got. And, you know, as journos do, trawling big footy for shit, someone's gone who wrote it. It was Nightmare on ESPN. <laughs> hey, this is the kind of shit that Plugger thinks up. <laughs> but 
this is the thing. Maybe it was someone like Plugger. Like, who's the Collingwood Plugger? Try drop! <laughs> it was on first take. But someone's thought this up and a journo is actually gone. Oh, fuck. This is, this is like... This a, is a story. You know, this is a story. It's a shit one. But hey, it's December. What the fuck else am I going to write? And then you get the story. It's such a nothing. I care as much as Dane Swan cares, and that's zero. <laughs> what about the year he was robbed by Chris Judd? Now, there's a real fucking crime. Yeah, but that was worth it for the Eddie angry face. Purple face Eddie. <laughs> oh. The best Eddie. Grimace. Grimace won the medal, and Grimace was at the count. Anything else on the, the brown nose? No. Mm-hmm. Suck sh- Nah. I'm so glad we got through that without the comment worst Brownlow medalist because it is still Shaneway Woden. Yeah, the thing about Cochran is that he had a really good year that year. And if he had won on the night, no one would have been surprised. No one would have said anything. No. It's just his form since that has sucked. <laughs> Pretty hard. Yeah. It's true. Last of our talking points we'll come to is Morgs. Oh, what? Do you know what it is? No. Well, I don't... Well... No, I don't know. It's about your football department oh. and who's running it now. Oh, Walshy. Oh, did you pinch him? Yeah. Lol North. Lol North. This is payback for the bidding on Dacos. <laughs> this is what you no. do. We, we, we have no Walsh. We have no Brayshaw. No Harvey. Eugene Rock is gone. Yeah, Eugene. What are you talking about? That was like four or five years ago. <laughs> Alan no longer there. Oh, Dennis Pagan's no longer there. Jesus. Is anyone even left? Wait, wait, Wayne Carey's fucking wives. Oh, Barry Cable doesn't play anymore. (laughs) His baby got pissed off. Yeah. Ron Baracki left. Yeah, so what's saying? He he worked at Collingwood, he came to North for a couple of years, and now he's gone back to Collingwood. Yes, because Gubby Allen got found guilty, so quit. So you're poaching the guy that left your club. Yeah, I don't know. It's just he left for a promotion at North, and now he's come back to Collingwood for the ro- role he had at North. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. But he, oh, I, don't know, I don't know if it's bullshit. But one of the architects of the 2010 Premiership side. <laughs> this is this is the that spin. was a Nick though, wasn't it? It, it, no, it sounds is... like he's writing his own Wikipedia page there. Uh huh. This is all the spin. Like here we go again. Another dynasty of one year. Um, but apparently Jeff Walsh had taken on a part-time role only at North for next year and wasn't doing the role that he previously did. Was only going to work four days a week. But, yeah, we poached him away. So, yeah, I don't know why. What's the official story? Did Gubby undercrack the shits because the AFL convinced him to take the deal? And he just went, well, fuck this, I'm out. I know he's not going to work for a year, but why quit? Yeah, no, why quit? We, like, we obviously knew there was a chance that something was going to happen here because... Everybody mm. knew, and I don't know, it's just like he threw his toys out of the cotton and said, well, fuck it, I quit. Do the crime, do the time. That's not to say that he may not come go back to Collingwood once his suspension. He wouldn't quit. No, he quit. No, you wouldn't he quit. quit. He was contracted and he quit. No, you would just take a year off, because Craig Lambert hasn't quit. Yeah, no, just do an Essendon and take a year off. Yeah, like Hurdy and 14. and All, all their players. Or Lockie Whitfield, this, um, he hasn't quit. Gubby, go make coffee in New York. This, uh, yeah, it signifies he won't be back. Oh, I couldn't give a shit about Gabby Allen, to be honest. Thank <laughs> you. What about Walsh? Could oh. have been the architect in your premiership. Yeah, our premiership. The premiership from the team that now has the second youngest list in the competition now. Um, oh, hang I on. thought Barry Cable was still there. 
No, I said he was retired because you were mentioning names of past <laughs> employees that <laughs> that had left the club like ages ago. Um, I, you know what? I don't really know what his worth really is to, or whether he did a really good job or not. So I don't really know whether it's a, a big loss or not. If if only there was a person who had intimate workings of the uh, in a in a sanctum of North Melbourne that we could ask about this. Very true. Hmm. I wonder who. You know that... what, Dan? This would never have happened if you just focused on footy. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, hey. we, maybe we need that Hitler-looking bloody. Knock us all you Go. want. We got Barm in the end, and you got nothing. Well, you got Are Walsh, we... and North got nothing. Did? And I have a sneaking suspicion that Neil Barm basically is the reason Yaron's gone. Yeah, absolutely. He's come in and cleaned house. He's come in and said, "Bull, fucking shit, you're gonna be fat." and not play next no, year. He would have set him a deadline and said, yep. you need to meet this by this date, and he didn't, and then he just said, fuck it, you're mm-hmm. out. And it's about time someone came along and did that at, at Richmond. So, good. But, no, Alan quitting is, yeah, that's real toys out of the pram shit, especially when he negotiated so hard to be found not guilty or without an admission of guilt or whatever the fuck the wording of it was. It was really, like, this was Melbourne didn't tank mm. level of spin here on all of those involved. Yeah, the whole situation is just dodgy and it comes back to the AFL just wanting to preserve a squeaky clean image. But Lockie Whitfield took what was on the table and Asada said, that's fine by us and he's going to miss six weeks of football, is it? Yeah, all the uh, pre-season. I think he gets to, to yeah. train again in February or March and then he misses four or six weeks of actual matches. And he will probably get a Cronulla Sharks and play in a flag in Essendon. It just gets better. This is why you just go, fuck it, we were wrong. Swallow your pride. Move Move on. Mm -hmm. I think that's all the talking points, unless there's anything else we want to add. Uh, The commentary team has been announced for next year. BT on the Friday nights. Yes, and Basil taking over the BT role. Oh, Basil and Luke Darcy on together. Are you fucking serious? Yes, every single week. Every single week. Uh, no. For, for the foreseeable future. No. I no. want more St Kilda games on Foxtel. Fuck being on 7. Yeah, you you wouldn't mind the uh the, the Sunday Twilight time slot because it's better than Saturday night with uh, fucking Darcy and Basil. Like, the Western Bulldogs, they prayed for Friday night games for a while, but they're regretting that now. Back yeah, now, now they, if, if they get, like... 10 Friday night games next year, the dogs. There'll be 10, uh, 10 Fridays of BT just calling the package non-stop. Might have to mute the TV and just turn the radio on, I think. I might kick in my OLED if that's the case. What do, what do you mean you're kicking your OLED? OLEDs are for cartoons. No, I'm not watching fucking BT. No, no, no. <laughs> There's a fucking my, my, line. This mind is you... If BT brings more of the uh, the grand final BT on, on Triple M when he called Tom Boyd's goal, if there's more of that on Friday night next year... You mean when he said If fuck. there's more of that next year, then I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. It, it's, it's Basil that I'm really worried about. I mean, that guy has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. No. Okay, if James Brayshaw's looking at getting the seven... Why is Basil already announced? Isn't Brayshaw looking, looking at Fox... I heard that, but where's where's the job at Fox? Is Dwayne getting the flick? <laughs> oh, what if Dwayne goes to seven? Oh. Well, this is what I mean. If there's going to be a shuffling of the chairs, BT maybe to the Friday nights because, you know, that's what they want to do. But surely you don't give Basil the promotion until you know who you're getting instead. Because like, you're not going to put Dwayne Russell behind Basil as bad as Dwayne is. 
and you're not going to put Brayshaw. I'm I'm sure it'll all be explained in 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 the weeks to come, but I wouldn't be surprised to see something due to popular demand and uh, viewer feedback. We've decided to sack Anthony Hudson and and replace him with uh, James Brayshaw. Oh, actually, no. Now that I think about it, Matt Campbell's stepped down, so maybe that's what Brayshaw's getting. He didn't commentate at all this year, though. They won't go. They won't go with one of the new guys who was actually good. Where's Matt Campbell gone? He went to just do more sports bet ads, literally. I think it's Crown Bet that he does. Yeah, whatever one it is, he did. He does more stuff for Crown Bet now. He doesn't commentate. Now. I think Papalia or someone got the role for the yeah. last half of the season. That and guy was all right. That guy was all right. So he's probably going to get the flick so that you know JB can commentate. Mm, God. Yay. And yeah, J- Jason Bennett was the one from seven. from Seven he's who all right. did all right oh. when when Bruce like was at the Olympics. He was on ESPN and, uh, two logs. Yeah, he, I really liked him. And he yeah, that, like he, he doesn't he doesn't get a look in on the on the Saturday night. No one watches SBS. It, it's Fuck just that. one one ESPN. fucking voice club. Oh, ESPN. Sorry, I thought you said SBS. Sorry, no. carry on. And look, I'd I'd like to see uh, Lee Lin Chin and Anton Ennis do the Friday night football, <laughs> but it, it'll never happen because SBS will never get the rights. I wish they did just to see Craig Foster's reaction. Oh, that's the best fucking thing to come about. Of- Optus Sports. No Not Craig have Foster. to listen to Craig fucking Foster. I, I had to listen to him last night. Well, I fucking watched it on... If, if there was a guy he sucks as much dick as Foster, I'd get to hear it. Oh, my God. I used to think he was the worst person in the Australian sports media, but then all of a sudden we got Basil. Foster's, Foster's a dick, but no one's worse than Basil. Like, Foster makes Bozza seem normal, and Bozza's fucking idiot. He's a loose unit, and he's an idiot, but at least he's... <laughs> At least he's not a cunt. Yes, at least he's not a cunt. Or he may be a cunt, but he's not a fucking cunt, to quote Teacher's favourite band. Is Seven, like, trying to get people to go to more Saturday and Friday night games? Seven? No, no, I, I, I think Seven genuinely don't realise it. Or they know that the regular fan hates these commentators, but they don't give a fuck because that's not who they're trying to convert. Honestly, the casual fan probably loves BT. Not Basil. No one likes Basil. Not even, not even his own mother. <laughs> but all of all of the casual football fans I know who will watch like they have a team. They're not members. They'll watch like one game a week, if that. They fucking love BT. Oh, that's a depressing thought. I never understood that as well. Like and, I understand. And those those people are the ones that are vocal because they're the ones that use social media to voice their opinion because they're the only ones who think like writing a Facebook post matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a talking point, Barry Hall, to mentor the young tools at Gold Coast. Oh. Gold Coast uh, Why don't you get Campbell Brown back at the club? What, like a boxing coach or something? Big Dad mentored the articles. Gold Coast Suns secured Barry Hall to mentor young Paul. Right. Maybe he's leaving the Fox Footy team. Mm, maybe. But actually, now that you've said that, it comes back to the standard of broadcasting. I don't think we're ever going to get an improved broadcast. No, Channel 7 is a complete boys club. They look after their own, which is why you're going to see uh, the likes of Hodge and Rewalt parachute directly into media careers when they're retired. Oh, but Hodge is a good bloke, isn't he? I, uh, I, he's a great bloke, but I'm. That doesn't make him a great commentator. I, I don't think it's going to change unless in the next broadcast agreement, which is five years away, if I'm not mistaken. 
that we somehow get that stops becoming simul- simulcast and that if Foxtel are going to broadcast all the games that they can add their own commentary. And I hope it's been like slipped in as a clause as potential if Fox wanted to do it at some point. But that's the only way Under they get the seven deal. to lift their standards is if Fox know they could be better. I'm going to start writing the letters now uh, and start calling for SBS to be awarded the rights <laughs> next time around. Do we have anything more on Barry Hall at the Suns? Does he fit the God philosophy? Is he too violent? Does that, that violate Jesus' well teachings? Unless they needed a boxing coach or something, I, I don't know. Would you ever want that set? Is it set? Is it May or Day? That Stephen May. Yeah, Stephen May snipes people. Oh, May. Yeah. Right. Oh, is Brent Staker still living in Brisbane? I hope not. Very <laughs> old. Before we finish up, thread of the month, flog of the month, Straffo would have to be a contender for his. It's about the Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets. Tweeting Essendon's new draftee and was it... No, well, no, it was Darcy Parrish asking Darcy Parrish if Straffo finding 13 Nuggets in his 10-pack was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, sad and ridiculous. What else have we got? Let's start with the flog. Frankson Rover. Yeah, okay. Because it's been a month, we'll have more than one winner. We could go anyone who's melting about Tom Boyd. Can I throw out Red Mist because I don't think that had happened by the oh, last time yeah, we were... Oh, no, that hadn't happened. Yeah, actually. Yes, go ahead. Yes. So, I don't want to spill too much, but, yeah, it's not a very good look for Red Mist, and you should go all read the thread on the Adelaide board where he plays a very nasty prank on people. Yes, and all endorsed by the other poster involved, too. Shame. 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 Yeah. Shame. We, we need shame. a shame badge. Shame. I think we already discussed this. I do like the album covers thread. If anyone hasn't seen the album covers thread where Avatar actually, you know, was posting the album covers and he's gone with the... I've seen this one on Spicks and Specs before, but it was called All My Friends Are Dead. And he said, Red Mist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I even gave him a special little piece on the Christmas tree. There it is. Oh, no, it was, it was Jevy. Sorry, Jevy did it. Anyone else? But I think Red Mist has to win. Dishonourable to Frankston Rover. Red Mist, yeah, I, I think, I, I, has to get. Need to give a dishonourable to Lethality because he's just been in shit form with this thread <laughs> starting. Will bring you down and that. I actually, that was the one tolerable one, right? But he, he starts so many threads. He's actually the worst thread starter on the bay. <laughs> at least, at least when Always Ballin starts a thread, it's short and you click on it you read it, it's one line, hey, it's bored. crap, how's, you move how's on. His blog going? Did his... pick him up? <laughs> when, Hod- when Hodgepodge starts a thread, it's always ball and quality, it's but lengthy. it fucking... Too long, didn't read? Five pages it's like, long. It's like if Pups yeah. and Always Balling made yeah, a thread, it's just that would be the so baby. bad. Actually, can we give Go You Pups like, why? a whack? Oh, <laughs> yes! yes. you got to say why first. Did you see Drunk Pups last night? Oh, you're a drunk person on Big Footy. Some better than others. Oh, he was full of shit based last night. Okay. It was funny. So was it, was it shit post-drunking or just shit post-drunking? <laughs> shit um, post-drunking. <laughs> yes, it was Not funny drunk. Yeah, we can give him a dishonourable. Who else do we want a dishonourable? Dishonourable to any Horfy in the bottom 50 thread who's still melting. Oh, and any fucking Western Bulldogs poster that replies to a fucking comment with that picture oh. of fucking Tom Boy. Piss off. Who else? Well, if Teach was on here, he would say Smasher and I would agree with him. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's okay. I'd go Smasher anyway. I mean, he's ha- he's he's such a cunt bag of a, a, of a poster. Bag. Like he can have he can have a quiet two or three weeks, and we can still nominate him easily because he's just a he's a cunt bag, and just an all round shit poster. Fair enough. 
It is fair enough. He, he is a he's a shit poster, and it needs to be reminded every week. He has to be an elaborate troll, doesn't he? No, he is that retarded. Everybody's going final. Even the Richmond supporters on the Richmond board mock him for that. I went in there during the trade period, I think, and like there's other people, you know, tagging him saying, "Are we their grand final at the, at the trade table as well, Smasher?" But they think it's a, they're affectionate about it. Oh, everyone's talking about Richmond. We're on the front cover of the papers. No matter what Richmond does, when we're losing or winning, everyone talks about Richmond because we're uh, Richmond. We're the greatest, we're the best. The we are everyone's grand that's final. That's, Shut that's, the fuck up. Jesus Christ. It's such a load of shit. Like, no one's going back to a game someone at your club played in 2012 and going, hey, let's put this in the news. He got suspended for one week. That's because I found it on ESPN. Oh, nightmare. I blame you. That's why I think he's got to be elaborate, because where does he he get the idea that this happens? Or does he just block out uh, the stories about everybody else and only sees Richmond? No, he just sits there and goes, (laughs) la, 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 when they talk about anyone else. He must be, so he only sees Richmond stories. It's like our plugger only looks at the umpiring and the games that suits him, too. Which, let's give him another dishonourable mention, because he hasn't stopped yet. He'll never stop. I think he needs to go into Smasher territory, where Dan's going to nominate Smasher every week. I think we need to give plugger a nomination every week till he stops. He's someone who needs to come on here and explain himself. <laughs> just come on just in general. Explain just, yourself. Just needs to explain himself. Yeah. Yes, okay. Are we at Thread of the Month yet? Yeah, we should do Thread of the Month. Christmas tree. Yep. That always sort of gets nominated out. No, if, I think if last I'd year was thread. the first time we ever gave it to it, though. No, I think Bender gave it a glowing endorsement a couple of years ago. He puts adult toys on my tree every year. He hasn't done anything this year yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he had the... Oh, what was it? He had the... Dolphin dildo. The dildo. He had oh, the, the neck massage balls dildo. from a couple of years ago. Can I nominate Cricket. my own thread? Which one? My Geelong thread. Bit naming was Sterling. Yes. The Cricket thread was pretty funny with the OLED TV oh, shit and all that. It's, am- it's, ama- it's amazing how you see that meme, though, all over the place. It's just like, that ad just really pissed people off. Yeah. The presidential election thread was pretty funny. Yeah, I was too busy melting. Because we spoke about both the post and the player earlier, uh, and we love a good backfire. What kind of emotional support animal would you get when Hawthorne pick up Xavier Richards? Oh, I've taken shits longer than Yaron's playing career at Richmond. Cat scratch. Well <laughs> oh, it's a funny thread title, given that. And it's a callback to Duritz's one. I've had longer shits in Richmond's finals series the airport blew us out. I like the always born thread about dubstep. <laughs> what? I, I missed that one. Was was a thread about dubstep being like the new thing. <laughs> he just stumbled upon it, and then some random came along and was like, welcome to 2014 or something random like that. And then uh, someone's like, this is exactly what the Bay needed, a dubstep thread. <laughs> This is what the Bay's been missing, a dubstep thread. Because oh, he posted the fucking uh, Donald Trump song. And starting an AFL blog. Which one? <laughs> Christmas tree. Just Vlogmas tree. We'll give a reach around. It's a month. Just give just give two the nod. Which other one do you want? The tree and... I'm not going to nominate that. The album cover. The album cover? The album cover's not bad. That has potential. Tree, tree and cricket thread. I'd say the presidential thread. Dan can't get Trump off his mind. Let it go, Dan. <laughs> God, you... People instigated this. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is an ornament to politics. Donald Trump's going to be the worst president of all the presidents that's ever presidented. 
Just like Andrew Swallow is the worst captain of all. Cap- well, if he's going to be as bad as Andrew Swallow, then yes. Am I on the right track? But voting for Trump is still a better decision than picking Luke McDonald at pick eight. <laughs> There's probably some truth to that. He's still better than Tom Boyd, though. I don't know. We had a pick of pick six and a pick ten, and not one of them have played a game in fucking three years. Yeah, you weren't the only club to do that. Thorpe and Dowler. I think pick six is just cursed. Cookie, is Freeman dead yet, or is he running again? He's running, somehow. I think his leg's going to fall off soon. Yeah, well, I, oh, I don't know. I hope he gets the game, survives. Really? Because you tended to laugh at him a lot, like quite meanly. Oh, yeah, but now it's just gotten sad. <laughs> just give the kid, like, one game or something. So that he can Fuck. be an AFL footballer, you're saying? Yeah, just one. Then his hamstring can break? Yeah, then he can, I don't know, if he was a, a mother-son, he'd be able to play with one game. <laughs> but some Kilda don't have a team. And since it is the last episode of the year, we'll, as we always do, go with some of the best moments from the year, the top five. We'll begin with number five, which is a couple of golden moments, one after the other. Aren't you more of a North Melbourne supporter now these days than Collingwood? No, I'm not. I did not sit, I didn't sit with the North supporters this week. I sat with my mum, the Collingwood supporter. You were surrounded we'll by North Melbourne supporters. There wasn't any... There was no North supporters near me. Just one little arrogant fuck of a kid. Oh, and every North supporter I seen, I was like, I bet you that's Dan. <laughs> Wait, one, one arrogant fuck of a kid. Talking about NL here, right? No, but I set that up well. Huh? No, this little kid who turned around every time North kicked a goal and looked at me, and I death stared him every time. And then when we came back and I was like, you're not so confident now, you little shit. Right in his <laughs> That little kid's probably going to cry. I hope he did. And then, and you, then later, you went all you. You know that scene in Commando? No, no, or is it Kindergarten Cop where he turns around to the kid on the plane and says, "If you don't stop doing that, this is what I'm going to do to you." And he breaks a pen right in his face and he shits himself. I'm imagining you doing that to that little kid. I whispered right in his ear too, real quiet. I'm like, not so confident now, are you? And he, and he dead set shit bricks. Oh, that's that's lovely. Here. She should have taught him better than that. Bastard. Poor parenting there. Poor parenting by a Collingwood supporter. Who would have thought? So, is, is that your goo for the week? Bullying little kids at the... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my goo for my teeth. You're going to make a great mum one day. <laughs> well, my little kids won't turn around and be arrogant little fucks like he was. They won't become nope. law supporters. They might. Well, both their parents will be North supporters, so... No, they won't. I'll never be a North supporter. What are you talking? You are a North supporter. You, I see you wearing the, the attire. In, you in do your... not see me. You've never I've seen me. I see you. Your Skype, your Skype photos have had you wearing, like, the North beanie and the badges and all. They have not. I shared a picture once. Every week I see you, Dan. It's a different person, but every week, every week I'm like, that Dan. And then NL yells out, Dan, really loud. That's Suze-like logic. It is. You should be listening to this too. Suze, if you are listening to this, I am not Daniel Newitt or Newbot or whatever the fuck he calls himself. Now, gr- granted, there's not many North Melbourne supporters out there, but I promise you there is more than one Daniel that supports North Melbourne FC. So get that through your thick skull. Go back to supporting Hawthorne, you stupid bitch. You jumped off the wagon for a long time. When you jumped off, they started winning all these premierships. Go back. It's not too late. No, go to some. Go to fucking GWS. No one wants to see them succeed. Oh, penal goo or tears. It has to be goo for the great man, uh, Sammy Mitchell. 
playing game 300. Not only well, that... Three, just... 300 games is not that many. Well, <laughs> 300, 300 high-quality games is better than, being, fu- better than being carried for, like, four years because of the sub-rule. So, Sammy Mitchell... Are you alluding to Brian Harvey is... being carried in the sub-rule? Oh, well, to be fair, he he's best, done all right like, this year, but he definitely made benefit of it when the sub-rule was in place. But anyway, we're talking about Sammy Mitchell. How good is he just... A testament. He's an ornament to the game, just showing it by being bogged in his 300. People and... say that an ornament to the game. That's what people mean when they say that. Well, I'm saying he's as nice as what you put on your Christmas tree. Well, he's yeah, that's a star, the thing. The or- like, an ornament like a star is on a... the top of your Christmas tree. An ornament is like a, a, an item or a trinket or something. I mean, yeah, why do just... people use why do people use that, that to describe players in the AFL? Because that's I, how I, highly just, it reflects. I've his never really understood. That, that saying when people say he's an ornament to the game. But what if the AFL has a giant tree where they like to decorate it? it? I do do that every year on Bay 13. I have a Christmas tree on the bay every year. It gets decorated. And people put their ornaments on it all the time. Well, Suze is an ornament to Bay 13. She is. Sam Mitchell is an ornament to the game of AFL football. Both of them are short, fat, and unlike, but he's still a knee cunt. Good player. He's our cunt. Yeah. Number four is a mix of Dan getting fixated on something Trump style and Penal getting a little bit melty over it. If you're a neutral and you've watched Hawthorne play recently, you, and I, when I say recently, I mean over the years, you've probably come to realise what a very good side they are and they're very hard to, to beat. Mm. But if you watched them on Friday night, you watched without any doubt the most hollow, non-deserving <laughs> victory in modern-day football. Oh, get your hand off Without a doubt. Hawthorne had absolutely no right winning that game. No right to win that game at all. I sort of agree. When you watch some games, and without trying to sound biased, you just know that when you lose, you actually lose that game more than the opposition won it. And that couldn't be more true about this game. You got lucky. Well, you might have won if Eastern really. Wood could kick I, as well as Sicily. That's the only. It's the only difference in the in the game was the accuracy. Every other bad component is bad football. Of the though. Game. It's a pretty shitty excuse. Like people blame North umpires, missed but all their shots in the first no half. You miss. North kicked, I think, seven seven to nine six in the second half. So it was about even. <laughs> North missed all their shots in the first half, where the game was up for grabs in the second half. In the last quarter, they went missing. When the heat was on. When you when you get a hold in one, that's lucky. When you sink the eight ball on a break, that's lucky. When you win the lotto, that's lucky. If you sink the eight ball on a break, you lose. That's not lucky. That's still, <laughs> that's bad luck. Well, if you win like the way you did on Friday night, that's on a different this is, scale. This is, of just, this is just more fucking classic North loser victim mentality. And I thought Dan was one of the good ones. No, it's, I'm calling it like it is. You got NL very, very lucky. NL would be absolutely furious. Bad goal-kicking is bad football. Well, NL is a closet. Hawthorne's Your analogy actually works, Dan, because North sank the eight ball on the break on Friday night. Hawthorne didn't win. Do you really lose? Because I, I did that like a couple of years ago in a pool hall. I sunk the eight off a break. Yeah, so that's what North did. The analogy fits. You just got it wrong. That, you shouldn't lose if you if you manage to pull that off, though. Those are the rules. You don't. You don't, you don't win a game of football for having more scoring shots, just like yeah, you don't the, win a game the, of pool for not sinking the eight ball no, at I'm the talking, right time. I'm talking about the game of pool, though. 
you if you sink the eight ball off a break, which is incredibly difficult to do, the idea is to, to ultimately sink the eight ball. If you can do that off a break, you should actually win. Well, no, because there's no fucking skill in that. You don't lose if you sink the eight. Okay, so Morgs are saying you don't lose, and no. Ivan is saying you do lose. If you sink the eight ball on the break, you don't win. You either spot the eight ball or re-rack. According to who? According to Google. Oh, so it's like a drawn grand final. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. North should have won. They were the more winners. But they didn't. And you guys got very, very lucky. Very no. lucky. It's not luck. Pure skill, being brilliant at football. <laughs> Sicily, the rising Tough pants man. What an inflated performance that was. Number three is the longest one of them all, and it stems from probably our favourite non-football story for the year. The Hain plane hasn't quite touched down as much as it's crash-landed today. The um, plane's gone all lost style. It's crash-landed in fucking Fiji. It's landed in Fiji. <laughs> the fucking thing. What an idiot. Thought he was flying home. He's flying to Fiji. <laughs> fucking moron. Oh, God. He's got a new lifelong dream. Um, now. My lifelong dream of six seconds. The joke is, of course, that he decided he was going to play in the NFL because he liked playing Madden. And, you know, he's like, oh, that, that makes me want to do that. You know, if anyone's if anyone's actually seen the recent movie, the Yeti, the Eagle one, I actually saw it the other week. And he was so obsessed with becoming an Olympian. I reckon, I reckon Jared has gone and seen this movie and gone, I want to be an Olympian too. And he's gone, what the fuck? What the fuck can I do at the Olympics? What, rug, rugby sevens? Yeah, that's 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 rugby. sort of like it. I've played rugby before. But he can't actually do it though. That's the thing. <laughs> well, the blood, yeah, the blood. Richard Ings, as Morg said, likes to pipe oh. up, and well, it, it... Richard Ings, who has not made a correct call in two years, has come out and said, "What? The... No, sorry, <laughs> Richard, you don't even work there anymore. Shut up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Richard Ings is to. Wada, what Jared Hayne is to the NFL. Wada, what Mick Moldhouse is to Collingwood. He doesn't fucking go here anymore. <laughs> it's an amazing fucking the way this saga plays out. You think it's gonna play it like you, every time you think it's gonna be done with, like he gets he gets cut on the bus and you think he's not coming back. Then he does, and then it's um, a fucking cockroach. There's a whole goo fest, and then now now he's on the verge of getting cut, but it's like instead he decides to retire. And as Mancy beautifully posted in that thread, the George Bush senior thing from The Simpsons, I had completed everything I wanted in one term. There was no need for another one. It's Hayne, everything in one year, no need for another one. It's beautiful that this is where it's at. And all of a sudden, he's retiring, despite not doing anything and averaging one of the worst yards per carries in history. And now, instead of yeah, just going back to rugby league, no, he's got to be an Olympian now. It's just... What comes next, Jared? That movie theory is really plausible. What will Hayne do next? He's going to join the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. Like, he has more lifelong dreams than Homer Simpson. It's... Oh, God. Thanks, uh, Chizer, for that pearl of wisdom. <laughs> Fuck off. I posted that three hours before that. I um, had a dream. The most... And then what's I had the most... another dream. What's the most ridiculous Olympic sport you can think of? Because that'll be... Curling. Isn't that Winter Olympics? Biathlon, cross-country skiing and shooting. What fucking mix is that? That's Winter Olympics, are you? Yeah, the, well, basically most of the Winter Olympic sports That's, are. That dope. is right up his alley. 
he's pretty good at at, at skiing downhill luck when he was playing against the well, the worst of the NFL players. <laughs> the and, and he's shooting while he shot his mouth off quite a lot, so he's must be pretty good at that. And the and the cunt ran away from fucking playing now, so he can run. He'd be alright, I reckon. Morgs, if I put Jared Hayne in the um description for this, it'll cut pop up on his Google alerts and he'll listen. And then he'll probably do that now. Oh, <laughs> Jared, well, you're welcome. You've got two years to learn how to do those things. But hey, just I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a PlayStation game but, that can get you right up to speed. But, uh, the X Games might be on soon. Just get some um, Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing is he'll play Tony Hawk and he'll believe that you can grind on power lines. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found the uh, sport for him, synchronised swimming. I mean, he would just be majestic in the pool. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a one-man. He's a one-man. He'd man. have to find some friends to swim with, and he hasn't got any. No, they had uh, they had solo synchronised swimming at the Olympics up until 1992. Don't ask me how that works. I don't know either. <laughs> Your legs are in sync. It's otherwise known as freestyle. What about equestrian? Equestrian. James Hurd would like that. I love how the wank fest continues, though, and the best part about it was on the NFL board, um, Jeff Dunnett was found a screenshot of the 9MSN page, I believe it was, or News Limited page, and it was full of articles about Jared Hayne, and the only other non-Hayne article on there was about a guy who who masturbated for 16 hours a day. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) No, that, that was about Jared Hayne, too. <laughs> you just, you just, you just. That was that was that journalist who kept writing pieces on him over in San Francisco. You just know that those pieces being alongside each other was going no to play for Fiji though. Like as in rugby sevens is probably his only option because he couldn't go back to rugby league with Parramatta not being able to play him. So <laughs> like he, he couldn't go back to that, and like he's not any good at I don't know AFL because he can't join mid season. They don't just change the rules. He only had a call Richard Ings. Well, they do if you've never played. He could be international rookie listed or something like that. This is how they got Falau. As long as you haven't played football, but we'll go to the questions. You don't know, Jack asked if Hayne decided if, you know, um, Hayne got, there isn't even an AFL game out anymore, but if he got that and he decided he wanted to play in the AFL, what team would sign him? So who do we think? Fremantle. Go with it. I was going to say Fremantle. <laughs> I've got to go with the Gold Coast because the last guy from the NRL worked out really well for him, helped him build a strong culture, you know? Yeah. Beat Richmond. Oh, I, I think he's be, oh, he would totally go to the Gold Coast because he, he could join the frigging church. He, he would he'd be Bible bashing with them every Sunday. Fucking jerks. Either that or the Coke sniffers. Nah, he's, a, he's drinking the Jesus juice. He would join Sydney and... Pritam will come out and say what a tremendous signing this is for the club and no one will give a shit in Melbourne. And then he realised he's been sold another fake. (laughs) 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 Sucked in Pritam, you cocksucker. (laughs) No, a publicity-whoring move like signing Jared Hayne to your club. The Gold Coast have been there, done that. I don't think they'll do it again. The Giants have been there, done that. I I don't think they'll do it again. The only club that desperate for attention to do this... Port Power established 1997. Koshi's <laughs> fingerprints would be all over this one. It's been Jared's lifelong dream to play AFL in China. 
He's got all the characteristics of a buffer. He does, exactly. He's all talk. And you know what? He'd be used to playing in front of tarps coming from the NRL. Number two is a hidden gem that Morgs found. I got tears. And my tears are for Andrew Embley. I know it's been a big week for the West Coast Eagles celebrating their 10-year premiership reunion and celebrating no one being arrested or dying this week. Congratulations. (laughs) But he has decided he would celebrate in a different manner and release a rap song. No. Uh, So I'll I'll, uh, just for, you know, something special, I'll share it with you guys. Here we go. Shield your ears. Yep. Everybody and listen to me. Ten years ago today, we were back at the G. 2005, the Swans were winning. Cozy would say it's not the end. It's just the beginning. Listen to the Fuck. guy. He was smart. Receiving in November is when we'd start. Yes, say yes is how we train. You're only as good as your last game. It goes on for another four minutes. And this just did breaking news. The UN has added listening to that song... To the official internationally prohibited methods of torture right below waterboarding. I apologise. I'm pretty sure I just could be charged with a war crime for what I've just done. You're going to Gitmo. I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry, but I couldn't be the only person that listened to that. How did you even find it? That's another question. Do you want some more? Train so hard, always get better. The hunger within us, stronger than ever. Start of the season, tipped our wing around 10 again to catch me with a comeback. We're gathering pace, it's the finals race. So come on, everybody, and place your bets, Chris Judge. Johnny! He's as good as you get. So the sport came over and won away. We will now have to do it the harder way. We got over the dogs and then the crows, led by two brown lows. Here's our chance to be back at the big dance, and this is how the game would go. You may think it can't get worse than this, but he's about to commentate in a rap. And right from the start, the Eagle boys are playing with heart. The ball goes forward, the pack goes crash. First blood to the Eagles with a goal to big ass. Beast of guys are lucky to eventually miss Like Jamie Graham and Nikoski Rosa Hearn, Sandy and Chris And then there was, ooh, ah, Mark McCrae He often went too far Get the job done, Stinger Mark McCrae's not the only one who went too far in this, you fuck Can we bolt that up? Like Indiana Jones lost Ark style and put it the fuck away It takes a fair effort to make Warwick Kappa and Mark Jackson look tolerable. That makes Angry Anderson look like fucking Prince. <laughs> Holy shit. I would rather Meatloaf back at the grand final than fucking Embley rapping. But I'd want released... One Direction video. <laughs> at least I... they didn't write themselves. Like, this was released on the 3rd of July, and in the article it said, Embley said the idea came to him in a flash of inspiration. Sitting around on Christmas Day, I came up with a little song, and basically before I knew it, I'd written down some lyrics to celebrate the reunion. <laughs> In June. Fucking, if that's what your Christmas Day brings, oh, I fucking pity you. <laughs> it was about putting together a rap and incorporating all the things that happened on Grand Final Day and hopefully having something to present to the boys. Oh, God. Why didn't you just go with drugs? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he probably was on something when he wrote that. Yes. I think the West Coast culture is alive and well. 
that's almost like an apology rap. He, he snorted all the drugs and he said, sorry guys, there's none left. But hey, here's what it did. I'm half expecting Will Smith to burst in through my window. Like that's, <laughs> Was anyone that's else thinking I... Will Smith listening to that? Like the Will Smith like tame fucking G-rated rap? Yeah. In the video, because it's a video, he's walking around like a footy oval with a ball in his hand. And he's wearing black jeans and black shoes and just a hoodie. But he's just so white. <laughs> oh, oh, so he obviously took it pretty seriously, but this is one of those fucking like cancer music remixes that you'd expect to see on those weird parts of YouTube with all the Japanese videos and stuff. So, like that Indian thriller. Yes. This, oh, oh. I, I need to purge this from my brain. I don't think we're ever going to top war crimes as the most apt description for that. That being said, that rap is still better than West Coast theme song, as well as. <laughs> Frios and ports too. Whilst we're at it, I'm hoping uh, that they use that next week for that theme song. No, they should. They should play it before the game. Like uh, never gums. tear up our tops. Crazy so. <laughs> 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 fat Daniel, fucking <laughs> <laughs> bopping around. You'd have to hold up their scarves. You'd see all their track marks. So maybe not. They wouldn't hold up scarves. They'd hold up their SGIO signs. <laughs> oh, the messages on hold ones. Yeah, that's that's quick... what they've got. And to finish off, the number one moment from these in 2016 on the Flogcast actually came from our 100th episode and has remained a theme ever since. Who's next with Gore Tears? I have tears for the most second most ineffectual captain in the league and the worst halfback flanker I've ever seen. Fuck off Scott Pendlebury. Fuck fuck off. You're kidding. If I shush shush cookie I must (laughs) release this. I cannot sit by and watch you saunter off the half-back line and be unaccountable and just chip-scab fucking shit possessions that are not damaging to the opposition. Get in the middle or get the fuck out. He's sore. He's got sore ribs. I can't care any less than I do about his ribs. If, if, if you I walk didn't watch the game, you are fit and you fucking you, play in a position yeah. where you were damaging. Yeah, well, I guess that makes sense about the ribs because you record after hurting your finger, so I guess he should harden up and play with broken ribs. Yeah. Record after hurting my finger. I recorded two and your toe. My toe. And toe. I multiple I, toes, in I, fact. Yeah, correct. I turn up all the time injured and still deliver rolled gold to you plebs. And you he lost your so, voice yelling at him too, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I sounded like fucking RuPaul drag queen two hours ago, and I'm still here. Teach, absolute piss weak, not here because he's sick. I'm still. I thought this is Pendlebury. No, I don't about. care. Everyone's getting a whack. Pendlebury, get into the middle or fuck off. No, I, I agree 100%. Like, if I hadn't watched the game, I would say shit call. But the Saints, they exploited him. Like, whoever was on Pendlebury. They targeted him, and they went. There were so many easy goals just by going same through Pendlebury's opponent. Exactly the same thing happened the week before when we let a first gamer kick three goals on Scott Pendlebury. A first gamer. Fuck off, Scott. You're not a defender. If you cannot man up, do not play in the back line. You're not setting a good does, example. Does this go back to the days of Collingwood's unaccountable front-running midfield? Yes, because nothing's changed except we just took them out of the midfield. That's it. Now they don't even front yeah. run. 
They just back run. It's funny how they come up with that. Like, let's take all the unaccountable people who can't defend. Let's take them out of the midfield and put them in our back line. Who came up with that idea? Fucking Buckley. Coaching masterstroke. Anyway, this was the podcast for the draft. Stubbins joined by Cookie. Forward press for president. Morgs. Happy birthday, Marto, for three months ago. Dan. <laughs> Forward press was the worst moderator <laughs> ever been picked to moderate big footy ever. That guy was a disgrace. <laughs> and you haven't heard the last of this. <laughs> oh, we know. We know. We know how long you can go on with shit. And penal. Forward press for prison. Lock him up. Lock him up. Build a wall. Lock him up. Not my moderator. Not my moderator. <laughs> Thanks also to everyone who appeared on the podcast in 2016, and thank you to everyone who listened as well. We'll see you all next year. In the meantime, enjoy the outtakes episodes, and this last bit taking us out is the remainder of number two from our top five of the season. It's a hot sunny day and the heat took its toll. Big CB just playing his role. This is Chatty Fletcher's turn. He's as good in the surf and he'll go long the big queue and off goes the glove. There's a push and a shovel. Glass be hall, glass will stand tall. The sticks and stones but solid as a rock was Brett Jones. Some say we'll come others said naughty. Banners was born in the 70s going grey. And close to turning 40. We believed in our vision with absolute precision like a Persian rug. Seller's response. Persian rug. No, 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 no. No one listened to that bit. (laughs) And then there was Michael Braun. He missed 05 with that cork in the thigh. Name your son after Noah's Ark. Give us a spell, David. We're a ponder. You don't own King's Park, but you were a freak, and we needed you in the second half. And geez, you're a good for a bloke with no calves. And the Eagles are flying with two goals to whack. But beware of the bloods. We'll always fight. It's now or never as we head into the last. Now, after Wush's last chat, it's up to us to prevent the Spawns from going back to back. So we were never going to crack. Goody's <laughs> first kick went straight through the sticks and suddenly, yeah, it was less than a kick. But we'll never give up. We're a team of brothers. Did you see Chick's mother? Then came the shepherd to create the hop. In comes Hunter. Bang. Goal. It's tough and it's tight, we're in for the fight The swans are coming, they can do no wrong And here's your moment, Steve Armstrong But it wouldn't be for long for a wrong path he would take But it wouldn't be as bad as a mistake he was about to make Hang on, hang on Him going to jail wasn't as bad as the mistake he made on the final day Tinkled down the line, the ball went to him, he called it mine, he switched the play, the ball went astray, and thank goodness for RJ, who saved the day, and the ball's out of bounds, and wait for it, siren sound. 84, 85, QF1, off it, that shit, that's how we won, the cocks went wrong, Leo Barry flies, did you see Ash Sampy getting pulled from the side? Now the Prezos begin, there's a little bit of calm, the Adelaide boys are arm and arm, it's butts and bow, and the norm's read out. And Big Dean's been robbed two years in a row, but it's quickly forgotten when the cup's held aloft. And here comes Cuz, he's going to blow the roof off. 84, 85, QF1, flip that shit, that's how we won. Cops went long, Leo fly, did you see Ash Sammy getting pulled from the
Now, 10 years have gone, a few KGs stacked on. We've got a little old bony Judd man's gone bald. The guy's in strife, but supported by his wife, you'll live a good life. And no matter what they say, they'll never take it away. So to the class of 06, we raise a toast, and let's hope by year's end, it's premiership number four to West Coast. I think I have cancers from listening to that. <laughs> well, Daniel Crow's turnover was worse than his decision when he <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there that I don't think it's ever Don't send her a ball on Grand Final Day because you will go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>